Hello and welcome to the Carolina Snowflakes podcast, where two Southerners come to terms with their liberal snowflake tendencies. We're your hosts. I'm Amanda. And I'm Jason. And we're here with this week's episode of the Carolina Snowflakes podcast. This one's called Hot Shots. Ooh. Hot Shots, because we're going to be talking about shots, vaccines. But to start off, I have a question for America. So you be America in this situation. I'm, uh, I'm America. Yeah, you're America in okay, this situation. Great. Okay, great. Uh, what the fuck is happened with vaccines in, <laughs> in America? What the fuck, America? Uh, I'm going to assume that's a rhetorical question. I don't have an answer. I can't answer for all of America. Yeah, you, you really can't. Also, there isn't an answer. I also have the same question. Yeah, what the fuck is going on? Because it seems like we were headed towards like we were going to be at 300 million vaccines after the first 100 days. But we got to like 100 and something million. Yeah. Which is still, I mean, Biden kept his promise. But I thought we were on track to like way exceed it. And something happened. Yeah. Something happened. A few <laughs> things happened, actually. <laughs> yeah. It goes back, believe it or not, to Donald Trump. Oh, no. Oh, no, not that guy. Yeah. Um, and ah, it's very just strange what's happened. So to give you an idea of what I'm talking about anyway, we're going to go back to 2019. So in 2019, there was a group of medical experts that did a panel, a huge, you know, multi-college panel on a pandemic, on pandemics and what countries would be the most prepared to uh, deal with the pandemic if one happened, if one were to occur. And this was obviously this was before. Yeah, 2019. Well, COVID technically started in China in 2019. That's true, but it was before the the COVID pandemic. Okay. And what they found was there was one country in the whole world that was the by far the most prepared for a pandemic. And what country do you think that country was? Um, maybe like Israel or something. <laughs> yeah, you would think. No, it was America. It was America. We were we were supposed to be the most prepared country for a pandemic. Oh. That's not what happened. Right. Um, and what's interesting is how that occurred. There was a guy named Michael Lewis who, who has a book coming out called The Premonition mm -hmm. that's about just this. And it's about there were we had these major scientists in America that were working on pandemic stuff and were ready to handle it. And we had directions for how a pandemic should go. And we had handed it out to the rest of the world like, guys, this is our here's, plan. Here's our cliffs notes. Here's the plan. Yeah. And it'll work. And Donald Trump fired most of those super smart science people. And they went to other countries, a few specifically. So they went to New Zealand, Israel, South Korea. Uh-huh. Now, if you look at what happened during the pandemic, it's not a coincidence that those countries handled the pandemic significantly better than we did. Yeah. Yeah. And so in this book, Michael Lewis is talking about these three people and what, why they got fired and where they went and how... Their findings, what they did, worked uh, on the pandemic, just not for us because we had a big orange asshole for a president who fired them. Yeah, I remember reading about when Trump, I guess it was shortly after he took office, he came in and the administration mm -hmm. basically disbanded the yeah. the the pandemic yeah. uh, smart people club uh -huh. that Obama had started yep. as like a uh, an offshoot I guess of the CDC or something right I remember reading about that yeah what's really interesting is those people ended up going to places that handled the pandemic significantly better than we did so wow and and Michael Lewis has been doing uh, interviews you know because this book is coming out and I saw one interview with him where he was saying. It's, if you think about it in like sports terms, it's like like college football. They have the preseason rankings. And it's like we were preseason ranked number one. 
And then we lost all of our games. It's like, what happened? Well, it sounds more like we had our own playbook that was guaranteed to to get us to win. And we gave it to everyone and else. we handed it out. And fired the people who made it. And then didn't even follow our own, yeah. our own playbook. Uh-huh. And Kinda we like lost that. all of our games. Yeah. Which would mean that <laughs> we severely botched it. It was terrible. If that happened in sports, people would lose their goddamn minds. Right. So... I don't know why we're not losing our minds about this, because it's more important than sports, arguably more important than sports. <laughs> arguably. <laughs> we don't know for sure. Yeah. Really. And I just don't understand what's happening with all of it. It's it's, it's mind-blowing. We've talked about it a few times on the show. If you want to find those episodes, you can find them on our website. Um, but generally, my mind is blown by it more often than I sometimes let on, is what I'm saying. I, I keep a lot of frustration about America's vaccination failures internalized well it's not just vaccination failure so this is talking about how we handled the whole thing from from the get-go from the get-go and how we literally had the book uh-huh. we'd been given an award for <laughs> having a, a, such a good book yeah and then, and, then, just... and then we took that book and we just tossed it we yeeted it out the window uh-huh. and said nah because <laughs> a big orange dick fired everybody well he he can't read anyway so yeah. he was like a oh. book ugh yeah, and that that's how we ended up where we're at with these vaccines. Yeah, and, so now we have politicized wearing mm-hmm. a mask. We have politicized getting vaccinated. We've politicized not getting vaccinated. It's all yep. gross. And, <laughs> and, and, and we're like in the back now. <laughs> we're not it, in the lead anymore. Yeah, and it's been like a year. And so we have data. We have numbers. We have data that's in now. And the data is terrible. We're getting ready to go over some numbers to just show you how... Fucked up this really is. How America has just botched this. Well, bless our hearts, we are trying, though. Yeah, we are. But we're definitely not where I thought we would be or where the super smart science people said we would be. Right, or where if we were the best country in the world, like we claim, uh, we should be. Right. So as of this week, there are 108 million Americans fully vaccinated yeah. Against COVID-19. Which is awesome, except that's like barely over the 100 we were kind of promised. Yeah. And this information is all online. You can look it up. Mm. And they have kind of a, a rankings of all 50 states. Yeah. <laughs> and where they fall. So I was like, mm-hmm. hmm, wonder where the Carolinas land on the on the vaccination list. Yeah. Well, North Carolina is number 33 <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> on well. the list. Uh, with 31% of our population fully vaccinated. That could be worse, but isn't great, yeah. And then South Carolina is number 40, with 28% fully vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Also interesting on that list, if you go look from top to bottom, most of the the last states, the the bottom... The bottom 10%. The bottom 10 are all... Either Southern or very Republican. Yeah, if I remember, it's like Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, Texas. Yeah. Yeah. Alabama was dead last. Alabama's dead last. For for vaccination rates. So, yeah. So, and in education. That I don't know that those what do are you tied know? together. They, yeah. they tend to, to hold hands. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't read, can't get a shot. Uh-huh. Won't, won't do it. <laughs> Yeah. So, but that said, we are we are trying. It's just so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And also in vaccination news, next week it's looking like kids aged twelve to fifteen will get approval through the emergency use FDA yeah. thing to start getting Pfizer shots. Yes, correct. 
So that's promising. It is. Because we're not going to get anywhere near anything related to herd immunity or close until kids can get Right, because kids vaccinated. are the ones spreading it around now. Kids and younger adults who haven't been vaccinated, yes. Right, right. Well, there's some interesting uh, studies about that in general from the same uh, report. It's actually called the COVID States Project is the website where you can find a lot of this data. Yeah. They found that there was like previous studies that would say that parents were more hesitant to get vaccines or to give them to kids than non-parents just when they were polled about it. Um, this is it goes back even before COVID, um, which, which I found interesting. So I guess parents are just less likely... Something about making kids makes you not want to get them vaccinated or something. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting phenomenon that yeah. like adults would be like, I'll go get the shot, but I'm hesitant to let my kid get one. Yeah, they, they found that that to be true. And so that when the, when COVID happened, they were curious, did these studies hold up? And so that same uh, group, the COVID States Project, did another study to, to see if it applied to COVID. And what they found is it does, but there's some weird factor so generally women are more confident in getting the vaccine than men as a yeah, whole i knew that i'd seen some some gender comparisons mm-hmm. and women definitely outrank men as far as rushing out to get vaccinated uh-huh. well that is what makes this next set of numbers weird so when they checked between fathers and mothers they found that mothers were way more reluctant to get vaccines for their children than fathers were hmm specifically younger mothers. So moms aged 18 to 35 were 10% more reluctant to get vaccines for their kids than mothers 36 to 60. So... Well, what's the difference between being a young mother and an older mother? Being on social media. Uh Uh-huh. That is the difference. So these younger moms have been on social media and had access to all this anti-vax bullshit that's going on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that. Mm -hmm. And they get all anti-vax because they're granola crunching moms who just decide, I bought all this shit that I read on Facebook. And they buy all these books about parenting and some of them tell you not to vaccinate your kids. And these young mothers are are hesitant to do it. Actually, 32% of them in that age group are hesitant to uh, get vaccines versus uh, 36 to 60 year old moms are only 23% hesitant. Wow. So that's a 10% difference, a pretty significant difference. Social media has that much of a... Of a grip on our young mothers, which is really fascinating because they're more willing to get the vaccine for themselves. That's yeah, what's that's mind blowing about this whole situation. Yeah, that's what I don't understand. So I'm like, so you're willing to go get the shot in your arm. But when it comes time for junior, you're like, mm, mm-hmm. I think I'll just rub some eucalyptus oil on him instead. Yeah. And what's really <laughs> fascinating is that if you poll fathers, they end up at 23%, which is the same as older moms. They line up with the 36 to 60 year old women on their reluctance to get vaccinations. So what does that mean? So are dads it's just, just like... young moms. Dads, dads are like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, Put the just shot not on, on the kid's arm. <laughs> yeah. And they also just aren't on social media reading all that bullshit. It's not targeted at them. Oh, yeah. And they don't clearly wear the pants. So they're like, oh, if she says we don't get them vaccinated, we don't do it. I don't know. She's going to kick my ass or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's a gender stereotype and all that. You don't know. I know. Exactly. That was the point. That's why it's funny. <laughs> Like, I won't get a blowjob if I argue with this. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's like the uh, the fat, dumb guy and the smart wife. It's the it's the trope. The trope. Yes, yeah. Yes. I was doing a King of Queens trope there, right. as it were. I hate that show. I know you do. You have very strong feelings about that show. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just some interesting uh, numbers I found about mothers and fathers with vaccines towards children. 
mm-hmm. which you had just brought up. So I don't. Yeah, know. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Huh? It isn't the case that we're not getting vaccinated, though. We're still vaccinating people uh, at a pretty good clip, two million a day right now. Yeah. So it's not that people aren't getting vaccinated. It's just it slowed down a little bit. And part of the reason it slowed down was because of people being hesitant. And another part was that this uh, pause with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine that happened. Right. And that happens to be the vaccine that you and I got. It is the vaccine that we each got. <laughs> you got it before me. Yeah, I got the shot in March. Mm-hmm. And then you got the shot in April about a week before... The pause. The pause. Yeah. So when I went to get my shot, I went to Western Carolina University, which was nice. It was a beautiful campus there. And I got my shot and I was, you know, a few days went by. I was fine. I mean, it made me feel like crap for a day, but I was fine. And then this news story comes out. There's these blood clots that are killing people. Mm, yep. And like so only seven people have died, which isn't that many. But... I mean, it's bad. And they're like, if you get headaches and things. And so, of course, I start developing all of the symptoms because <laughs> you told me I was going to. <laughs> I didn't. Well, the news the did. The news told you. Yeah. And I knew that it was psychosomatic. I knew that I didn't really have it. But I couldn't. That doesn't mean I didn't feel it because it's like, oh, does my head hurt? Does my head hurt now? Does my head hurt now? And of course, it does after a while of doing that to yourself. Right. If you're sitting there overthinking it, eventually, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to get a headache. So I went through a few days of panic about that which ended up being you know just me panicking and i knew that's what it was but i still couldn't stop it because that's the way it happens and it was all over the news so of course i'm like oh the shot that i just got is and what they're yeah, talking and about that absolutely did not help johnson it, and johnson nor did it help the cause of getting vaccinations out no and if i i gotta be honest it stressed me out but in the end it was worth it i'm glad i did it i mean it, i'm glad i'm vaccinated i'm glad i'm done it wasn't a bad thing at all. I didn't have a reaction, and most people didn't by a long shot. Right, but then you have to wonder what kind of damage did that do just to the reputation in general of Johnson & Johnson, and is it something that they can bounce back from? That's kind of the question happening right now, that although, yeah, they, they lifted the pause and now the shot is being administered again, there's a lot of... Um, places that are giving these shots now that carry Johnson and Johnson and you know Pfizer or Moderna mm-hmm. so that people can have a choice. <laughs> yeah. Because they're finding that and this is interesting, it's either one way or the other in pretty extremes. Yeah, either you want it or you either, don't. Yeah, either people are actively seeking out the J&J shot because it's either a name they recognize and they trust or because it's a single shot and they don't want to go through two right. rounds. Um or they don't want the J&J mm-hmm. shot because they think that they're going to get some blood clots and uh-huh. die from it. Right. Or they associate J&J with previous you know, lawsuits. and. Yeah, I was going to say that part I can kind of understand, the, the talcum powder thing with women and cancer. And there was, there's was there been a few things where Johnson & Johnson hasn't looked so great in the, in the media yeah, before. In, yeah, in the past. Mm-hmm. Then there's also the kind of association of Johnson and Johnson being the poor people's vaccine because it's the one that has been used to ship out to rural or impoverished communities, often communities of color as their vaccine. And it's like, so here we have the vaccine that has the lower overall efficacy rate, allegedly. Yeah. The vaccine that, uh, has been paused for killing people. Uh And, uh, and it's being given to to black people and brown people and poor people. And so it's kind of like, oh, they get second best. Yeah. 
you know? And it's like, that's a lot of bad uh-huh. publicity and bad press to try to bounce back from if you're Johnson and Johnson. Yeah, I don't want to work in that spin room and try to figure that out. But the truth is, I got that one and so did you. So <laughs> yeah, and um, we're with you if you're one of those people that got it. If you're one of those. <laughs> yeah. One of those hundred million or whatever. Uh, I think it was uh, for Johnson & Johnson, I think it's like seven or eight million. Oh, million. yeah. Yeah. Seven or eight million yeah. for that vaccine. We're with you. I was one of those. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> but I didn't die or get any like major <laughs> things. So, you know, tell your friends. <laughs> tell your friends. We're pretty sure it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I we know these two podcast hosts that both got it and they're alive. <laughs> also listen to their podcast. It's great. <laughs> And so Johnson & Johnson's been getting a lot of bad press, but to be fair, vaccinations in general have been getting at least a little bit of bad press. Yeah. Because although vaccines are awesome and epic and you should get one, mm-hmm. there is still a chance, a very slight chance, that even if you're 100% fully vaccinated, you're not fully protected or immune right. necessarily because there have been breakthrough cases mm-hmm. of people being, quote, fully vaccinated and still getting COVID. Yeah. But it's tiny. Small percentage. Super, super small. So if we're at about 108 million so far of Americans fully vaccinated, there's only been reported to the CDC 9,245 what they call breakthrough cases. Hmm. Well, that's pretty good. That's not that many. (laughs) No, I know. A million? Right. And interestingly, the breakdown of those breakthrough cases, 63% are female. Hmm. So there's a little bit of question as to whether or not the vaccine maybe is a little less effective in women Yeah. in general. Like maybe there's some hormones. Or maybe it's the play. patriarchy. It probably is the patriarchy if we're being yeah, I mean, my instinct is that it's the patriarchy. I just don't know. I can't explain how yet, but I'm sure it's there. So 63% female, 45% of breakthrough cases are in people over the age of 60, which yeah. that kind of makes sense because of... of the immunity. Yeah, your diminished immune system as you as age. As you age. Mm-hmm. Um, 27% of breakthrough cases were asymptomatic. Yeah, that would that sounds right. So they didn't even know they had it. They just happened to get tested probably yeah. through like work or travel or something. Mm-hmm. Um, 9% were hospitalized and only 1% died from COVID or about 132 people of that 9,000. Yeah, so and that was out of a total of a million. Over a million, yeah. Over a million. So that's that's pretty good odds. Yeah, so like we're talking about risk versus risk here. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's where we could actually maybe make some progress against, on people that are hesitant to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Because um, a lot of the argument that I hear from them is that, that, that we don't know. We want to wait to see how things are going to yeah. pan out. <laughs> yeah. That's an argument I'm hearing a lot from vaccine-hesitant people. And um, a way to m- not necessarily convince them, because I don't think you're going to – you don't need to go in trying to convince anybody to do anything. That's a dick move. But to get people to maybe think a little bit more open about it, I think if somebody says they're a little hesitant and they want to wait, you could say, okay, well, I do, I'm curious about that too. I'm worried about the risk of the vaccine. Uh, and I'm also worried about the risk of COVID from long term. Exactly. And I, I wish we had a time machine to go 10 years into the future and to know – what the penalty is going to be for having a vaccine. And I also want to know what the penalty for having COVID is going to be in 10 years. And we each have to gauge whether or not we think one's going to be worse than the other. For me, it seems like I would rather risk whatever possibility could happen from the vaccine uh, seems a lot more safe to me than risking whatever the long-term effects from COVID may be. Or the risk of 
giving COVID to someone that you love. And And they die. Yeah. Those risks to me seem way worse than whatever risk we might have from vaccines. But they're both concerning. I think that's where we can make progress with people. I can see the concern. And I agree. I have concerns about the long-term effects of vaccines. It's just that my effect, my concerns about the long-term effects from COVID are greater. But if somebody feels differently, I, I think you can talk to them about that. I think that's a way to open somebody's mind as opposed to making them feel attacked. Right. As much as we would love to just like go up to them and preach yeah. <laughs> and say like, you need to get your shot. That's not going to make any progress. I but think- if you can find a little bit of common ground mm-hmm. of like, yeah, I was personally scared to death when they put that needle in my mm-hmm. arm because I was like, I don't know what this mm-hmm. really is or what it's going to do to me or what the future mm-hmm. <laughs> means for me. But I was like, but I still feel like this is the right thing to do. Yeah. It seems to me like that risk is less than the risk of COVID and yeah. somebody, somebody else who feels differently. I, I'm, I'm interested about why I think if you hit the religion wall, if they start saying because God or whatever, then I don't know how to, you're, you're st- done. Yeah. And, and you and I both have people in our world that mm-hmm. uh, are very adamantly not going to get yeah if you hit that religion wall i just tap out at that point there's no (laughs) you're like well i'm done here yeah can't change this person's mind no and there's no like it's not going to make sense it's not that's the whole point about they got jesus on their side yeah it it, so the whole thing doesn't have to make logical sense so there's no (laughs) point in having a conversation anymore. right Um, but that's still there is still the the population of people who could or would maybe get vaccinated if circumstances were different. Right. And so you beg, it begs the question of like, how? How do we handle those folks? Yeah, the, I think those are the people who are just more like, they're not necessarily hesitant. They're just, they're going to do it when it's convenient. They're lazy. Yeah. <laughs> and I think reaching them people, they're they're doing things. There are states, New Jersey's offering a beer to people and yeah. Oregon's giving a Pinot Noir or think, whatever. Yeah. And I think, um, is it Kentucky or no, West Virginia? That's giving each person a, like a hundred dollars. A hundred dollars. The state's yeah. giving you a hundred bucks to go get vaccinated. Yeah, I think and you get a ride, a free ride in California, like a, a cab ride somewhere, like to get your vaccine. Or yeah, whatever. so they'll pick you up, take you to get your shot, and then afterwards they'll drive you to wherever you want to go. <laughs> yeah, something and like that. The state picks up the tab. Yeah, something like <laughs> that, and that'll motivate a good chunk of people. I guess the the people who. They just don't really feel one way or the other about it, I guess. Right. It's a matter of, like, convenience. Yeah. They're literally just day-to-day, like like wild animals. They just live minute by minute, I guess. Then there's also an effort, I think, to sway opinions by having celebrities or professionals make, yeah. like, public endorsements, getting on, like, TikTok mm-hmm. or getting on Instagram and saying, like, you know, hey, I'm a famous person and I support vaccines. Do you like me? Are you a fan? You should yeah. get vaccinated. But or even just like they, they're approaching GPs, like just general doctors. And because people might not trust the government and they might not trust, uh, uh-huh. you know, celebrities, but a lot of people will still trust their family doctor. And you so do have at least one case of it going the other way. Ted Nugent got <laughs> Got Corona and then still was like, don't get a vaccine because Ted Nugent's insane. Well, he went on. Yeah, he went online and was like, I got COVID. It's no joke. Well, he didn't say COVID. He called it the China virus. Yeah. I got the China virus. It's no joke. I nearly died. I thought I was going to die. It was terrible. Yeah. But don't get vaccinated. (laughs) I've thought a lot about that China virus thing. I do see the problem with it, but I also know that we name a lot of viruses after where they come from. So as it turns out, Ebola is named after the Ebola River. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, you know, there's the yellow fever or whatever that came from the Yellow River. There's the Nile virus. Like we have named a lot of viruses after where they came from in the past. Yes, we have. However, in this particular case, that was being used in a very derogatory way. That's true. By Trump and his cronies and by Ted Nugent. That's true. And they I weren't feel calling like... it like the Nile virus yeah. because it, that's where it was from, or the China virus because that's where it was from. They were calling it that to basically demean. No, they were. And I feel like it is worse. But I also feel like I don't know how to get specific about what... To, if, I guess if we named it the Wuhan virus, maybe that would be more specific or at least more in keeping with the tradition of naming it after the location. But I don't know. That's a sticky one. Yeah. I've really been thinking a lot about it and I haven't really been able to come find the solution to that. Then there's also kind of a question of the future and neither of you or I can look into the future and know for sure, but it's like, what's going to happen, you know, six months from now when... Pretty much everybody who's going to be vaccinated is vaccinated. What happens to the people who haven't been? Is there going to be like a separation between like what you can do, what you yeah. can't do if you don't have proof of vaccination? Yeah, there's this term going around called vaccine passports. Um, I, I don't like that term. I think it, it apparently it polls very bad with people calling it vaccine passports. But if you apply the same thing and you call it a... Uh, like a vaccine special or a, you know, mm -hmm. a vaccine exclusion or something. Like a vaccine coupon. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, that'll poll better. Uh -uh. Um, there's a guy, you may know who this guy is. He does a lot of polling on Fox News. He he, he did it for a long time. His name is Flank Lutz. Lutz. Flank. Frank. His name is Flank. <laughs> His name His is name Frank Luntz. Uh -huh. And he he's, you know, you'll see him on Fox with a focus group a lot. And uh, he beefs with Donald Trump. They hate each other. Hmm. Um, he, <laughs> he, he fell on Fox News after Donald Trump. But he's a, been doing for 30 years doing these focus groups. And he was, uh, I was listening to an interview with him the other day where he was saying that, like, the term vaccine passport just polls so terribly that we should do it, but we just need to call it something else. But mm -hmm. I don't think that's going to happen. I think... Like defund the police, the name's already there. And even though the name polls badly, it's just the name we're going to get. It's hard to change the name of things in language, and I guess that's where we're going. So, Well, what do you think personally? Do you think that, that people who haven't been vaccinated should be excluded from yes, certain activities? I definitely do. Yeah. But I don't know what to call it uh, if vaccine passport doesn't poll well. Maybe we could call it like <laughs> vaccine prime membership or some shit. <laughs> Just, just put it under Amazon. Yeah, just put it under Amazon. I'm really surprised Amazon okay doesn't it. own it all already. Right. Anyway. You'll just be a Vaccine Prime member and then <laughs> we're done, right? Like, <laughs> you could do the same thing. Just call it that. Yeah, my... like you have to show proof of your Vaccine Prime membership. <laughs> yeah, that's what I think would do better. <laughs> yeah. And so that's, you know, kind of how I feel about that. But I don't know if celebrities really do much, but I like that they're doing it. I think they do. I think a lot of people just have somebody that they follow and absolutely love and worship and adore. And if that person says, get a shot, I'm doing it right now, do it with me, people are going to go out and do it. And I also like the idea of professionals like physicians. That I do definitely taking think makes a difference. Taking to social media and saying, mm -hmm. hey, I'm your family doctor, you know, I've seen you every year since you were a kid. Yeah. I'm telling you, do this. It's weird that we have these numbers like 40% of Republican men won't get it. 
And but they don't do they not realize that Donald Trump and Melania Trump got it and Mitch McConnell got it and fucking the whole Trump family's been vaccinated. They all got it. Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't get it either. Do they maybe they think they haven't been vaccinated or something? They think they think it's a lie or something. They think everything's a lie, I guess. Yeah. They live in delusional crazy land. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> but you know, hopefully this will work out all all good. I hope so. I think vaccines might be the greatest invention humankind ever created and it's certainly saved our entire species more than once oh yeah for sure so you know i i my faith is in it because i know that it's worked in the past my faith is in science collective humanity it's not one person that convinces me it's humanity that convinces me and that concludes this week's episode of the carolina snowflakes podcast but if you heard us and you thought Man, these people have been vaccinated and you want to go back to the past to listen to our old episodes to see if the vaccines have made us delusional and crazy. You can find the archive of our old episodes at carolinasnowflakes.com. And if you want to get on Facebook to see our conversations, to see our deterioration into craziness from being cannibals, you can find our Facebook group. Facebook.com forward slash carolinasnowflakes. And if this whole thing pissed you off and you want to send me a thousand pages about why vaccines are bad, you can do that in an email, but I probably won't read it. Carolinasnowflakes at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.